Hello, episode 14 of The Angry Dinosaur, and it's Kate here, and it's Christmas. What better way to spend the episode than to talk about Christmas? It's actually really important, um, all jokes aside, it's, it's very important to discuss this. Um, it can actually be a really difficult time for people for a number of reasons, and I'd like to spend a bit of time chatting about that. The Mental Health Foundation found that 26% of people that struggle with their mental health actually say that it deteriorates over the festive period. It's quite a significant number, really, if we think about it. And I'd like to look into some of the reasons why that might be the case. There are loads of reasons. You know, everybody is an individual. Everyone looks at things differently and experiences things differently. Uh, But some of the most sort of common factors are feeling alone, finding Christmas stressful, worrying about the financial implications, worrying about support services that, you know, might be closed over the the Christmas period. Um, And the fact that simply our emotions don't just disappear come the 25th of December. They don't just, you know, hold fire for for that day. I think we're we're all encouraged to only feel one emotion at, at Christmas and that's joy and everybody should be cheerful and happy and it's a wonderful time and and actually people's lives don't just stop and and you know everything else that's going on under the surface doesn't just stop so it can be really really difficult one of the things I kind of picked up on actually as well um I went out for a few drinks on on Sunday I uh did a spot of shopping and met a friend for for lunch and yeah went went for a few drinks um with a bit of a works kind of get together and ended up getting quite drunk um ended up doing quite a few tequila shots and I had you know had a good time um not complaining um yeah drank drank too much felt it the next day felt rough the next day but one of the things that I noticed and you know I think we're all guilty of it is the amount of people that, you know, it's Christmas and they say, oh, you know, let me get you a drink and, and try and buy you a drink. And and they're just being nice. It, it, it's a time of year where we're kind of encouraged to be, you know, generous, aren't we? And, and, and people are naturally quite generous at this time of year. And it, it's a nice thing. Let me buy you a drink. It's Christmas. It is, it is a person trying to do a nice thing. But actually, we don't know what's under the surface and we don't know what that other ex- other person is going through. And, you know, if you're in a position where you're, you know, a recovering alcoholic or you've got, you know, some some concerns in terms of your alcohol consumption, the temptation that's there when somebody's kind of putting that there, you know, let me get you a drink, let me get you a drink. It's it's massive and it must be really difficult to to decline that at times. And. Not only that, but I think sometimes there's a kind of element of you don't want to say no, you don't want to appear to be ungrateful. Um, but actually, yeah, we, you know, we, we're kind of like, you know, have a drink, have a drink, have a drink. And it's really, really difficult. And, you know, it, it links in, I guess, with then the kind of isolation, loneliness side of things as well. Because if you're in a position where you feel like you can't say no and you are worried that you're going to cross that line, you know, is that going to stop you then from going out and actually having a nice time with, with people? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's difficult. There's temptation everywhere. You know, there's again, if you've got problems with drugs, 
they're probably prominent if you're going out around this time of year too. And also, you know, people that struggle with, with eating disorders, um, we, we kind of encourage everyone, oh, it's Christmas, have this, have that, it's Christmas, you can have it. Um, and we kind of force this kind of idea that it, it's Christmas so anything kind of goes and we can eat and drink as much as we want and we do overindulge, you know, we do. Um, and it, yeah, it's just it's just difficult, it's difficult for people. And I'd like to share, uh, came across this story I'd like to share with you um, by by Kyle. And it talks about coping with depression and anxiety at Christmas. When I was younger, I loved Christmas. It was a time for spending with family and friends, going to parties and, of course, the presents. But as I got older, it started to lose its appeal and began to dread it. As soon as I spotted the first Christmas display in a shop, the pressure inside me would begin to build. My anxiety over the festive season got to the point where I'd started proclaiming that I hated Christmas, which led to me being compared to the Grinch, a personal hero of mine. I'd even dress up as the character on Christmas morning to deliver presents for my nieces and nephews. The Grinch is a good master wear to hide the real reasons why Christmas is a stressful and scary time for me. Having a reputation of not liking Christmas made things a little bit easier. I'd always tried to please everyone around me, which led to a Christmas break which was far from relaxing. Being unable to say no meant that I overcommitted myself and then got so overwhelmed I did nothing. This then spiralled into guilt and me beating myself up for letting everyone down. Going into overcrowded city centres caused me a lot of anxiety, as did attending the work Christmas party, especially when it seemed like every other workplace in the area was having their night out at the same time. I'd go for the meal to be polite, and then escape as quickly as I could from the pat pub or restaurant. I'd regularly break out in sweats and find myself grinding my teeth. Then there's the joy of New Year's Eve. I can once again spend days beating myself up for not achieving anything in the past year, or for that matter, ever, which, of course, wasn't true. Last Christmas, I had my third mental breakdown, which resulted in another appointment with a psychiatrist, more counselling and a change in medication. It was not specifically Christmas which brought this on, but it was most definitely a factor. The perpetual darkness of the days, the self-imposed pressure to do things and dealing with a whole seasonal rigmarole all played their part. This Christmas is going to be different. I'm going to be honest to the people around me about how I'm feeling. If I don't want to do something, I'll be saying no in the nicest possible way. I'm using online shops to reduce the need to go into crowded places, but also so I can do it in my own time instead of feeling anxious and rushed. My wife and I are planning trips over the Christmas break to combat the fatigue from staying in, watching TV and eating too much. This will help keep both my mind and body active, which I find helps me a lot. And on New Year's Eve, I'm not going to berate myself for the things I thought I should have achieved this year. Instead, I'm going to use the time to celebrate how far I have come. There will be no resolutions made. I think it's time for the Grinch to be packed away and this year face Christmas as Kyle. I think it's going to be a good one. A nice story there from Kyle and obviously hope he does have a lovely Christmas. Um... But yeah, you know, there's that kind of pressure element and the, the stress and the pressure. And, and again, we build it up to be this magical, magical time of year, which it is a lovely time. I, I personally love Christmas um, and it is a wonderful time. But actually, it is just another day and that's all it needs to be. 
And I think sometimes we lose track of the things that are important and it becomes this big commercial, we've got to get presents, I've got to get this, I've got to get that, we need this food, we need that food. And actually none of that matters. What matters is spending it with people that we care about and that care about us and, yeah, just enjoying it as, as best we can. Equally, you know, if, if you don't want to spend it with anybody, um, you know, the people that perhaps don't have very positive relationships with their families and, and the thought of spending Christmas with these people that perhaps have a, a negative impact on their mental health, don't do it. It is just another day. Would you go and see them if it was just a random Saturday in the year? No, then then don't do it if you don't want to. And that's the thing. You know, we need to be kind to ourselves, be kind to others. But most importantly, yeah, just look after ourselves and do what's good for, for our mental health. Christmas isn't just a difficult time for people that suffer with their mental health, but also for their friends and families too. And I think that sometimes gets forgotten that it's really difficult to have someone in your life that that's struggles with their mental health because you you love that person you care about that person and, and actually quite often you, you don't know how to help them or to support them and that can be really difficult too i've got a story i'd like to share with you that's from a lady called lynn and it talks about her daughter ruth I used to love Christmas, the carols, nativities, cards, presents, fates, special family get-togethers, Father Christmas, and yes, even the glitter. Our daughter Ruth loved it 20 times more. She nagged from mid-November to put the tree up. It became a family tradition that she and her brother would choose a new bauble for the tree each year from the amazing display at our local garden centre. Our favourite bauble was one her best friend gave her of a glass angel playing the flute. Ruth sang carols around the house and sang and played her flute so many times in concerts in the month leading up to Christmas Day that she often struggled to be up for school the next day. In her late teens, she wore silly headgear on her way to college, made the locals smile. She spent hours wrapping her pound shop gifts so they looked a million dollars and just lapped up every moment of it. One Christmas, 11 years ago, wasn't quite as magical. That year, Ruth was in a psychiatric hospital, seriously unwell as a result of her borderline personality disorder. I was unable to do anything to help her. I remember at the time looking at her angel bauble and sensing with tears that the bauble was all we would have of her next Christmas. Sadly, I was right. Our beautiful, compassionate and delightful daughter was hospitalised in 2003 during her first year at university. We now know her mental health problems had started in her early teens after a traumatic incident. Hiding the trauma had caused her even more pain. Eventually, she had to stop her university course as she was experiencing severe emotional problems. She attempted to take her own life multiple times, was sectioned repeatedly and was in and out of hospital. After a couple of years of treatment, Ruth blocked all contact with her family and friends. It was terrifying. A year later, a police officer was at our door telling us that Ruth had taken her own life. Sadly, this was news that felt inevitable. I was numb when I heard. Although I was expecting it, it was like watching it happen to someone else. Bereavement is tough. All the happy times that have followed Ruth's death are tinged with a deep sadness. 
In the early days, talking to whoever would listen helped me cope. Ruth's dad didn't grieve as I did, and that was really difficult for us both. Peer support groups, a good GP, medication and some one-on-one counselling has really helped me through. But Christmas, nor any day for that matter, will ever be the same without Ruth in our lives. Since Ruth died, doing craft has slowly become an important part of looking after myself. When I'm absorbed in playing, creating, it can distract me from the distress I still experience at times. Myself and another bereaved mum have started running get-togethers locally for bereaved parents with a craft focus. We held a Christmas craftenoon last weekend, something that wouldn't have been possible for me even eight years after Ruth's death, but ten years on it's given me a positive focus for a time of year I really don't enjoy. Mind helped a lot in the early days after Ruth was diagnosed, as we struggled to understand what her diagnosis meant and the rules around sectioning. I also attended a local mind support group for a while when Ruth was ill. Running a craftenoon has really helped me this year because I've done something useful, making my Christmas cards and decorations, which takes the pressure off a bit. I've also d- done something to say thanks to Mindful they did to help me before and after Ruth's death. I mean, obviously that really sad, really sad story there, but, um, you know, highlights the, the reality of it for, for some people. And... Also, you know, a positive to take away there at the end and it shows that, you know, doing something positive and doing something that you enjoy um, can benefit you and, and that's really important. I'm going to share some Christmas coping tips with you that were provided by Mind, the mental health organisation. Be gentle, generous and patient with yourself. It's okay to prioritise what's best for you, even if others don't seem to understand. Think about what you need and how you might be able to get it and consider talking to someone that you think you can trust. Plan ahead. If there's difficult situations that you know you're going to find yourself in, plan ahead and plan how you can make those easier. If you suffer with anxiety, flashbacks, panic attacks, things like that, what are your coping mechanisms? Perhaps write them down and keep that with you. If there's a place that you're going to that you're perhaps not overly comfortable going, could you change those plans? Could you make alternative arrangements? Think about whether you really need to do things. Are you doing it because you want to or are you doing it because you feel like you have to? Make a list of any services that you might use and perhaps look into their opening times. Think of some ways to pass the time. Particularly if you find Christmas a lonely time, what do you enjoy doing? Maybe spend some time in nature, maybe do something crafty, listen to some music, watch your favourite film. If you can't be around the people that you love, uh, could you perhaps video call them or arrange a phone call? Also, this is quite a big one for me. I think we build Christmas up to be such a magical thing and it is just one day ultimately, but then actually... We don't have anything to look forward to after Christmas. Um, so, you know, maybe plan something nice to do after Christmas to give yourself something to look forward to. And manage relationships. Um, you know, Christmas very much is um, a time where families kind of get together and we're not all in a position where we're lucky enough to to get on well with families there might be some conflict there might be people that perhaps aren't aren't very good for your mental health perhaps you struggle to be around them manage that you know think of ways that you can 
end difficult conversations without getting into conflict, perhaps suggest activities that can kind of take the, the emphasis off having difficult conversations. Um, but yeah, just think about things that, uh, you know, would help in that, that way. Look after yourself. Remind yourself that Christmas is just one day and it's not going to last forever. Set some boundaries. Um, you know, it's okay to say no. Let yourself experience your own feelings. You don't have to be cheerful. You don't have to be happy just because it's Christmas. Take some time out. If you need some time out, take it. Do what you need to do, what's best for you. And, yeah, just just be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And I think just acknowledging the fact that it's not necessarily a good time for everybody can can be beneficial to to people that are struggling if if it feels like somebody understands then that can be a massive kind of step forward there are of course a number of help and support lines available i'm going to pop those in the um comments section or notes section on the uh, episodes if you check that out there's um, there'll be a list of some numbers and details for you there right episode's almost at an end i wish you all the happiest of Christmases. Um, I realise that it might not be happy for, for all of you. And again, please check out the support lines that I will put in the notes section. If you do need them, that's what they're there for. My inbox is always open. You can DM me if you don't follow already at the Angry Dinosaur Podcast on Insta. Drop me a message if you need to. Speak to people. People care. Talk to someone if you need to. Don't go through it all alone. And don't put too much pressure on yourselves. It will soon be over. The only thing you need to worry about is the answer to this question. What is the best Christmas song? And if any of you answer and don't say Fairy Tale of New York, then you are wrong. You are very, very wrong because that is the best Christmas song. I was tempted to finish on that, actually, but not going to break tradition. I'm going to do the poem. Um, for those of you that are easily offended, you might not want to listen to it, but it amused me. It made me laugh. I was trying to find a Christmassy poem and, uh, this is one of the ones that I came across. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. You're all incredible. And yeah, very Merry Christmas to you all. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, everyone felt shitty, even the mouse. Mom on the toilet, dad smoking grass. I just settled down for a nice piece of ass. When out on the roof, I heard such a clatter. I spring from my piece to see what was the matter. Out on the roof, I saw some old prick. I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. He came down the chimney like a bat out of hell. I knew in a second the fucker had fell. He filled all the stockings with whiskey and beer and a big rubber dick for my brother, the queer. He rose up the chimney with a thundering fart. The son of a bitch blew my chimney apart. He swore and he cussed as he rode out of sight. Piss on you all, it's been a hell of a night. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope it's a good one. I'll speak to you soon.